Welcome to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast. I'm Mike Pilak. I'm an actor, screenwriter, and filmmaker who's always looking to maximize my time and potential as I work to break in. In this podcast, I talk to artists of all kinds who have seen success in their fields about their process, habits, and work ethic. Today on the show is Chris Cresswell. Chris is a musician known for being the guitarist and singer of the band The Flatliners, as well as guitarist and backing vocalist of the band Hot Water Music, who he's been playing with since 2017. In addition to those two bands, Chris releases solo music and co-owns a merch company called Cut Loose Merch. A couple quick things before we jump into the episode. I've talked in the past about myself working on breaking into screenwriting. Please check out blackoilfilms.com slash screenwriting. There you can check out some of the screenplays I've written. I have the first 10 pages of each one uploaded, but feel free to email me at theartistsworkethicpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to send you a full script if you're interested in reading. Last thing before we get into the episode, I would love anyone listening to subscribe, rate, and review the Artist's Work Ethic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us put the show out there for more people to listen to. All right, Chris, thank you for coming on with me today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, man. So going back to your early days, when you were first working to break in, whether it was with the Flatliners or something else you might have been doing, what did your work ethic look like back then? I think I've always, even as a kid, been a bit of a workaholic. If I go back to before music, because I found music through skateboarding and snowboarding and stuff like that, like my introduction to what became the rest of my life, or at least my life from that point on until this moment right now, talking to you, was led to, I, I was led there through skateboarding. And so when I was skating as a kid, like I skated day and night all the time. I was just obsessed. I feel like I've just been always like, whatever I'm into, I get very into it, very obsessive about the thing that attracts me to it, uh, whether it's skateboarding, music, art, whatever it is. But then like in in that, when I find and when I have, especially in music, found myself like a, a good home in doing that and spending my time doing that, I get very obsessive with the work, I think. So I don't know if I'm always doing good work. I should make that distinction very clear. I just, I'm putting in overtime all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and like lucky for me, especially in the music community at large, like it's a lot of overthinkers that spend a lot of time thinking about I guess like it sucks to put it this way, but like themselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like it's kind of gross to put it that way, but it's true. I mean, if you really break it down, like you're scheming, you're planning, you're hoping, you're dreaming, and all of it surrounds you and what you're doing. So it's pretty self-serving, but uh yeah, I've always kind of been just tunnel vision, eye on the prize. Well, that that focus and obsession, do you think that comes from any, you know, something in how you were raised or or some other external factor that came into your life at some point? I think both. I mean, my mom was a teacher for a long, long time. And my dad was, you know, like an entrepreneur, kind of like business guy. So he, you know, had many different jobs over the course of his like, you know, working career. Like lucky for my parents, they're both retired now. But I think that's because they worked their asses off. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, they're like nearing 70 and all these things. So it's like lucky for them. They're of that generation too. They could do that. I don't 
think I'm going to ever be able to retire. But uh, I think like they, they definitely, I know both of them instilled a work ethic in me because I just saw how hard they both worked at what they did. And my dad, you know, in particular would be the guy like, you know, in his office at home, like in the evenings and on the weekends, sometimes like spending some time, you know, still having to like prep for the the work week to come or the work week that just passed. But then also like, I mean, big respect to my mom. She's like teaching kids and dealing with children all day of varying ages and whatever. And then coming home and like feeding a family and taking care of everything. And my brother and I skateboarded, we played hockey, you know, we had like, there was like that element of our lives too, with like some organized sports, some after school stuff. Like they were very, they're both very supportive parents and they're both very hard workers and they both showed their work ethic in, in different ways. But I mean, my brother and I definitely benefited from it. I think that that's where my like obsessive or just kind of like down to do the work part comes from, to be honest, I think like starting a band and the things that you're subjected to, whether it's like at a young age or not, but like, it's no secret that like, you know, like weed and music go hand in hand. Like there's like definitely like that part of it kind of made me a little lazier than maybe yeah. I would have been, you know, at, at first. Yeah. Then you start touring after, you know, like we, like the guys and I in the flats were lucky enough to like get that opportunity to take the band to that point and that level. And then you realize like, shit, this is a grind. Like this is a hustle. This is completely like hundred hour weeks. Luckily you get kind of paid or not paid but you know you get free beer and yep. stuff like that it's fun it's a fun job but it's a job you know what i mean it is work uh maybe i should put it that way it's work i think to varying degrees like my upbringing as a kid before the band and then my upbringing as a kid with the band given that we started when we were you know 14 15 years old they all coalesce into like why i am the way i am now i mean do you think that grind and that willingness to just like work your ass off is what kind of eventually brought you to the opportunity with hot water music. I don't know because I kind of feel, I appreciate that. I, what you're kind of insinuating there if you are, but I, I don't know. I still kind of feel like I was just, I'm not going to say right place, right time. Cause it was surrounding something that was, you know, scary and like at the hand of, you know, some health issues and stuff like that for, uh, you know, Wallard, but I was just, I think I was in a place at a time when they needed someone. Yeah. But the and work, but the work put you in that place. Cause if, if you didn't, if you, so. didn't if you didn't grind it out with the flatliners for those years and, and, you know, put yourself in those positions, I mean, that's how I look at things is, is the work puts, you know, it's, it's like the cliche of making your own luck in a way, you know, it's, yeah. it's like the things that you do lead you to this point that, you know, even, yeah. even allow that to happen. Sure. I mean, I appreciate that. I, maybe there is part of it there i just like okay so like for greater context for people listening the like where this all happened my introduction to playing with hot butter music was the day of the show at fest in gainesville florida which is the band's hometown they're headlining this multi-day multi-venue festival and they're playing the outdoor big outdoor stage flats were playing a few bands earlier same show but the reason why i kind of think it was just like at a place at a time is like we could have played the same venue the next day, you know, like we could have played there the Sunday, but we were, we were playing the same shows, hot water on the Friday. And there's just something serendipitous to me about that. But we already knew each other at that point. I've been a huge fan of that band forever. I just like, it just took George Rebello and I like running into each other that day to like, 
at least make the connection like this is maybe something that's possible to kind of allow the show tonight to happen. And then it happened and I don't remember it. And I'm kind of glad I don't because I was terrified. <laughs> and then the next day it happened again. And then a few weeks later it happened again. And it went that way for a while. And I think a lot of it is the hang aspect in any kind of creative group effort, you know, mm -hmm. especially one that travels like a band where like you, you could be incredible, you know, you, you could have incredible musical chemistry with people, but like, if you can't hang, like you're probably, you're probably not going to want to go on the road too much together. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm fortunate in my life that Flats has been a band for 20 years now. And I'm fortunate in my life that now I get to also find a, a home with Hot Water Music, like a, a band I love. I think a lot of things happened to get me there. I don't know what they are, but I'm still trying to just ride the high of like, it's it's a bit of like a whoopsie. Like, I, here I am. <laughs> for sure. And I mean, thinking about that, that amount of time that has passed, you mentioned, you know, 20 years of of the flatliners i assume along the way you you faced plenty of no's along the way which i think anyone in a creative field does how how did you take the no's or rejections that came and either just find something positive in it or just flip it and just keep driving on i think that at a certain point i realized and by extension of me like because it's just stuff we talk about the rest of the band, we all realize that like, no one's ever going to care about this as much as we do, at least on the, like on, on one side of the fence, meaning like, I don't know, like the business side of, of music and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like we've worked with great labels. We've worked with, you know, some managers and stuff like that over the years and like booking agents. I mean, there's a lot of people that like put a lot of work into like a band's existence and ability to thrive and be on the road and all this kind of stuff. I, I still believe it starts with the music, you know what I mean? But like, there's obviously proof that, you know, the more a band tours, at least the more eyes they're in front of, at least they have more of an opportunity to like gain like a fan base and everything. We've been real lucky with a fan base over the years, that, you know, in terms of us having people kind of from day one, like supporting us. And some of those folks are still with us, which is great because we've made almost a career out of alienating our fans. <laughs> Each record being a little different, you know, stylistically. But we started as kids, so we're growing up on record. I think that's going to happen. In hindsight, I could easily say that's what it was. But I don't know. In terms of just, like, pushing through and, like, the work ethic element of it, we just realized that no one will ever care as much as we do, even if we do have fans, even if we do have people that we love working with us and on, on stuff. It just – there's been a lot of shortcomings. There's been a lot of mishaps, left turns, dead ends you know, uh, and like rugs pulled out from under our feet. And at the end of the day, we're still just like, man, like we want to do this. Cause like, it's, it's not even meant to sound cocky or anything, but like, we're like, we know that we rock. Like we know that we love what we do. We know that we are writing these songs because we want to write these songs. Not that we're in some machine, like every two record, or sorry, every two years, you need a record out. Like we're not, I think there are bands that do that and that's what they want to do. I think there are also bands that do that because they're like, we have to. We have to put new music out every two years and just keep the touring thing going because they know it works. Because yeah. it, it's proven to work. But with us, man, like, we're put, I think now we're averaging like four years between records or something. <laughs> they only come out because we want them to come out. So when I say that, you know, no one cares as much as we do, it really is only speaking to the the drive to, you know, like, 
I don't know, dig, dig deep and kind of like make sure like we're all still cool to do this, to like put our home lives on hold after 20 years now and like hit the road and like work tirelessly on music. And it's a lot of work, you know what I mean? A lot of time goes into it, a lot of energy goes into it, but a lot of love goes into it too. And what you get back out of it, I know it sounds corny, but it's like you get, you feel that love tenfold. It's worth it to me. It's worth it to all the other guys too. Totally. I, nowadays, how are you structuring your day to stay productive and, and manage you know, your, your music with whatever your personal life, whatever else you have going on and always being productive along the way. I mean, it's my biggest challenge still. It has been for a long time. And I feel like it maybe forever will be is that I'm like in constant search of a balance because between music, there's, there's two bands and solo stuff I do. And there's always other exciting things happening kind of on the side. And, you know, it's, that's a lot of my, you know, kind of existence, to be honest, <laughs> um, in general. But then on top of that, like, you know, I have, I have run a company, a merch company with a couple friends and there's, there's a lot that goes into that. And I try to remind myself that it's not healthy to be, it's the word I'm looking for here. It's not healthy for me to be like reachable 24 hours a day, or maybe that it's not healthy that I feel the need to make myself available that much but i want to make myself i want to keep myself open to fun stuff opportunities that i am interested in stuff like that but it's okay to wait like a couple days to write people back it's okay to <laughs> it's okay to read a text and be like cool i'm i'm in the middle of summer right now i'm gonna hit that person back later on man like the iphone allowing you to finally like flag a text unread has been a fucking <laughs> game changer in my life <laughs> I'm not necessarily claiming that it's made me better at responding to texts in a timely manner, but it makes me better at remembering to text someone back. You know, <laughs> that's, that's amazing. I mean, I have an Android, so I don't have an iPhone and okay. I, I literally, I've never heard of that until just now, but it, like my brain is just like, Oh my God, that would be incredible. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous how long it's taken to do that. But anyways, like that is helpful. I have these little, little things to, you know, keep myself focused and stuff, but I'm also like touring so much. It's so, it's so, um, you're really just diving deep into that world. It's very, it's very tunnel vision, right? Like when you're on the road, even like we were flats on the road for a few days last weekend and there's a travel day on either end. So, you know, there's five days that I'm away. And then I'm also trying to remind myself like, okay, like after that, like I can take a day at home to just like relax and to just like, cook some food with my wife and I can take my dog for a walk and I can just, I just worked straight for three days straight. Don't get me wrong. My work's very fun, but <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I, I have those days and then the next day I'm like, okay, shit, I didn't do anything yesterday. So I got to do 15 things today. Yeah. I have no short answer for your question. I just like, I always have a lot going on and I, I keep constant lists. Oh dude. Uh, I'm, things I'm to do. huge list person. I have to like, like being able to flag texts, emails, making lists. I think I'm a pretty organized person and I'm I'm happy with how much like the things I want to do, I actually end up doing. A big lesson I've learned in the last few years especially is like everything takes longer than you think it would or or want it to and that's okay. But yeah, I'm just trying to find that balance, man, between being like busy with the stuff I want to be busy with and downtime because yeah. it's I mean, you know, those lockdown years, it was, it was scary at first to say goodbye to touring, 
and wonder if it was ever going to come back. But then a few months into it, I realized like, wow, I have so much time I've never really had before at home. Yeah. Ironically, the first full summer I had at home in 15 years, I wasn't allowed to see anyone. That's okay. I wanted to be safe. I wanted to keep people safe. But it was like, I had so much time. And once touring came back and, you know, before touring came back, like Flats and Hot Water both made records kind of like under the radar. So there was this big ramp up to like, I could feel it like shit, like shit's about to pop off again. And yeah. like, I got to be ready. So I'm just always trying to like find new ways to just keep my mind and my body organized and healthy as healthy as possible and it's yeah it just takes a lot of like i guess it's like everything i'm saying is like being a big geek man I'm just like making lists <laughs> dude, I, I, dude, writing I, things down i don't trust my brain otherwise yeah i mean i have lists for i i've like i have like daily weekly and yearly lists it's I, I'm, I'm the same way. It's the only, it's the satisfaction too of getting to cross something off. So I'll have everything from like yeah. interview Chris to like dishes, <laughs> you know, and then yeah, I can like, yeah, yeah. I can cross dishes off and be like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm starting something. The, the snowball is forming here. So yeah, I for hear sure. You. I mean, none of it's very, you know, like uh, revolutionary in terms of what we're doing or how we're staying on task. Right. But it's like those little things help a lot. And you know what I've also started to do kind of recently was, is, um, at the end of the day, I'll, especially the days where I'm like, fuck, I kind of like, you know, I kind of pissed the day away today. I didn't do anything. And then I'll think of it like, what did I do today? And I'll be like, okay, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. And like, whether it's like stuff for like my family, my household, my work, if it's music, if it's merch stuff, whatever, you know what I mean? Like I've started to try to like remind myself like, no, you actually did a lot of stuff today. Like that's, that's good. That's a day. It doesn't yeah. matter that there's still a couple things on the list at the end of the day, you still did a lot of them because the list is a double-edged sword because then you really start to weigh heavily on the list and the list starts to weigh heavily on you. <laughs> and you're like, I have to get it done. It's on the list. And you're like, you made the list. You can just check it off. Yeah. No one's going to know if you didn't yeah. do it and you check it off the list. <laughs> <laughs> just move it to the next day. And now, and then, yeah, now exactly. you're done with it. But that's the thing. It's the balance of it all. Right. So it's, yeah, it's been interesting. Like I feel like in those couple years without being on the road, there was obviously a lot to, that was terrible about it for so many reasons for everyone on the planet. Um, but I think it like afforded the time it afforded some of us to like really just kind of reflect on like how you're spending your time. I think about that a lot because I'm away a lot, you know what I mean? From yeah. the people I love. And I mean, luckily I'm doing what I do on the road with other people I love, but it's uh, yeah, I had a lot of time to reflect and try to come back to this version of my life better. I don't know if I have done that, but I'm like working towards it. And if I'm working towards it for the rest of my life, that's okay with me. Are you are you more of an early morning or a late night person? If you're sitting down to whatever. Late play. night. Okay. Late I'm a night. late night person. Yeah. I think from years of touring and years of working in a bar, I'm a late, I'm a night hawk for sure. I like to do, there's, there's fewer people. It sounds kind of bad, but like there's fewer people around to like distract me maybe, you know what I mean? Especially when I'm working on music, which I feel like is a pretty... It can be both such a group thing, group effort, but also like a very solitary thing, especially in like writing music. Um, I feel like it's a pretty solitary experience for me, usually, at least in it's like the infancy of each idea. It's strange because a lot of cool ideas, I feel like come to me in the morning and I'll kind of just a quick voice note or get them down somehow. But then like, I won't dig into them until the evening. Some usually um, just because I have more time 
just completely on my own to like get to it. And I'm not like fucking up anyone else's day that's relying on me for anything. Yeah. What about you? Are you a morning guy? I, I oddly kind of like alternate without realizing it. Like I'll have, I'll have a streak of, I don't know, call it a, a month or two where I can get things done at night and then I'll lose that and it'll be nighttime and it'll be like, yeah, I just want to watch TV, you know, and, and yeah. I, won't, I won't get anything done. And I find that I could s- switch it then and I'll be like, well, I'm going to set an alarm for five and wake up at five and have whatever, an hour and a half before my two-year-old wakes up. And um, and I'll, I'll go on that streak for a while and then I'll be like, dude, I'm not waking up at five, you know, and then I'll go back to like yeah. nighttime. So it's just I been mean, one of those things I've been, I've been curious to hear everyone else's kind of a uh, take on it. Yeah. And you know, what? I, I bet cause I, I can relate in that. I like, I do have little stints of whatever gets me there onto that like kind of different schedule, like going to bed earlier, getting up earlier. I kind of wish I was more like that, but I just know that my brain works the best or the most creative or just fires the right way between like 10 PM and 2 AM. But man, I'll tell you, like, I just got back from a, a weekend in California with the flats and like nothing makes me more productive than like that first morning I'm in California or just on Pacific time where I'm like, I'm up at like, you know, like eight and I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, cause the show's not till 10 that night or whatever. I'm yeah. like, all oh, right, I can like do some work. I can exercise. I can do this. But like in my body, in my mind, whatever, it's 11 a.m. home time. <laughs> like, I'm not getting <laughs> It's just, it's just the fact that I'm in a different time zone makes me feel like, oh my God, this is amazing. This is how most of the world lives. I feel yeah. great. It's just <laughs> like an illusion. It's, like lunch, it's lunchtime in your brain and yeah. in your body. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. Anything that you want to plug before we go? Oh, man. man. Uh, I mean, Flats, new record, New Ruin uh, came out last summer. Hot Water's new record, Feel the Void, came out last spring. Those are everywhere you listen to music. Uh, I mean, like both bands are just playing shows this year and that's kind of it, man. We're, you know, things are back. Bands are back on the road, obviously. So it's, feels good to be back out there. And I just, I guess want to thank everyone for giving my friends and I and my extended musical family and touring communities, the the space to do it again and feel safe. And we hope we're, I hope we're reciprocating to the people in the crowd as well. You know what I mean? I know that, I know that it's still um, a whole new world for a lot of folks getting back out there in public, even though a lot of people will lead you to believe that everything's all good, I can guarantee you that there's still, you know, people that are not, I don't know, not to, like completely confident being back out there in the world. But whenever whenever they're feeling comfy to be back out there, we're waiting for you. And, and we hope we can give you that same safe space that you, you know, allowed us back into. So thank you. Awesome. Well, Chris, thanks for talking with me today. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me, man. Thank you so much for listening today. Please subscribe to the Artist Work Ethic Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and please rate and review the show. Follow us on Instagram at The Artist's Work Ethic and check out theartistsworkethic.com.